1: Is Sid and friends in the morning. 77 WABC. Come on out tonight, Thursday night, 7 o'clock, for the topple the tent rally, the entrance to Floyd Bennett Field, where they want to house the illegal aliens right before you hit the Gil Hodges Bridge. Sid Rosenberg, yours truly, Curtis Lee will be hosting this event. Be there to stop the tents, stop the migrants. This is uh, Leonard Skinner, but there's a story. It's a great song. I love Leonard Skinner, but... Little girl, what your name? There's a story behind this song that Lou Rufino's about to share with us. Lou, what is that? Um, well, the one of the members, it's his birthday today. L- not Leonard. <laughs> no, no. John Skinner. Steve Gaines, one of the guitarists, uh, it's his birthday, but he's... Uh, not around anymore. He died. He got killed in a plane crash. He was in the plane crash. Wow. He was 28. Well, what year was that plane crash? It was uh, 77. 77. You know, Lou Ruffino, folks, this morning gave me a 10-year commitment. I'm, very, I'm excited to I, announce I, I, it. I, I didn't sign anything yet. Well, yeah. you're going to. I'm going to have John Catch I'm going to have Emily Pankow come down with a uh, official uh, contract. Uh, well, that might do it. It's right? not to WABC. It's to me. Yes. Maybe well, Danielle will do yeah, it Yeah, Danielle then. has to. Danielle will do the contract. Sign up. Right. Great. Lou has committed to 10 years. To work with me. That'll be fun. Have fun. but obviously if you die, then, you you know, the contract. You you guys have fun with that. Right. That's going to be one of the stipulations? Well, that's that's the only way it won't work. work. You don't don't have any other issues. You're not an alcoholic or a, uh, (laughs) you're not going to be in rehab or jail or anything like that. you you just die of. Well, that's true. You're right. You do drink way, way too much, but you're lucky because you're Irish. Right, huh? <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <Well>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sorry. Yeah. We've got a the big disappoint. rally coming up tonight at Floyd Bennett Field. <laughs> you just heard Curtis talking about it. They're calling it the Top of the Tent Rally. It'll be our third rally together, but the second, that's ours. We went to one rally that Assemblywoman Jamie Williams. She'll be there tonight. She put it on in the parking lot, Toys R Us, Flatbush Avenue, all over the same uh, crisis, which is illegal, showing up at Floyd Bennett Field, which uh, we're not happy about. So uh, we did one at the site we're going to be at tonight, weeks ago. It was a Tuesday night, and it was a huge, massive turnout, and we expect tonight will be the same, 7 o'clock, right there, the field, right when you cross over the Gil Hodges Bridge. Curtis was Sid Rosenberg, Jamie Williams. And I encourage these other politicians, Joanne Ariola, and, uh, you know, Jen Ramkachar, all these other folks to show up, even though they're not going to be speaking tonight. This is not a political rally. This is just the folks, the folks that live there, pay taxes, kids go to school, not a political rally. But we do encourage them to come because we want their support, bipartisan support. This is not about Republicans or Democrats, and we're not blaming the illegals. We're not blaming the migrants. We are blaming Joe Biden, Kathy Hochul, Eric Adams, all of them, and a host of others. So hopefully we'll see you tonight. Talking about rallies, a couple of days ago, there was one outside of CUNY. I had Dove Heikendon live from Dublin, Ireland. It was the End Jew Hatred Rally. Dove couldn't be there, but my next guest, who's become a very, very big voice for the Jewish community, and uh, the reason why is unfortunate, because he was attacked in a very ugly anti semitic crime, Joey Borgen. Joey back on uh, Sid and Friends in the morning. Joey, good morning, buddy. How are you?
0: I'm doing well, sir. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. And I appreciate your opportunity to speak out. And, you know, you're always doing the good work, so I really, really appreciate it.
1: No, I appreciate you because we had this discussion a couple days ago with Dove that, you know, when I was growing up, how old are you,
0: Joey? I'm 31. You're, you're, looking, you're a baby. You're a baby. My entire life. You're a baby. I know, I know you have been, but
1: life. when I was a kid, I got 26 years on you almost. So when I was a kid, <laughs> the JDL, right, if, if some, I went to Yeshiva. I went to two, Ocean Primary, Day School in Canarsie, and then Solomon Schechter for high school. If I'm walking home on King's Highway and a bunch of black kids walk up to me and kick my ass, I can promise you the JDL is out there the next day, even the ADL, but the JDL, the next day looking to kick some ass. And it's not like that anymore. I mean, one no, of the issues is is we don't fight back, Joey. Why not?
0: I'll be honest with you. Obviously, nowadays, things are different with social media and the immediate reaction to what will take place. For example, I mean, just take a look at my incident. For example, 30 years ago, a video is not going viral and causing a huge stir, right? So, I mean, I think people need to be more careful and more diligent with their actions. And I think that kind of alludes to... Something we spoke about previously with, you know, the lack of uh, action and the lack of reaction to what's taking place by the politicians, especially on the left here in New York State.
1: NYC. Tell me about uh, the politicians. I know that you had some very, very choice words for uh, Jerry Nadler specifically
0: um, yeah, after we talked. Um, for, yeah, 100%. I mean, for, right off the bat, I'm a, I'm a constituent of Jerry Nadler. I live in the Upper East Side. Um, I mean, the, the man doesn't have an office in his district. You have to go down downtown. if You want to go downtown to Varick Street. Just to meet him, you have to set up a meeting, and that's not happening because the guy doesn't do anything. That's point A. Point B is this, my father spoke out against him um, at a Jim Journey hearing probably a few months ago, I'm not exactly sure when, and rather, you know, than use that as, you know, as a motivation to kind of, you know, change your ways or maybe do something about the current status quo, Jared Never has chosen to ghost me, box me out, block my number, won't speak to me. So, I mean, I don't know, you know, objectively speaking, that's the most coward thing I've ever heard in my entire life, most pathetic thing i ever heard. Um, yeah, but if you're going to block people's numbers, block sister's numbers, and then not work with them because of what someone else said about them, I don't really know if you're fit for office, to be honest. There's a guy
1: I know. His name is um, Jeff Lax, and he's been trying to get on this show for a while. I'll put him on at some point, you know, but uh, they, get, they get nuts. But he, he's a good guy, and uh, he works yeah. at the CUNY system, Kingsborough. In fact, at one point, Jeff Lax recommended to the folks at Kingsborough that I speak at the commencement address because – I am the, by far and away, far and away, the most famous graduate I'd, ever. I'd
0: rather you speak than to Kim Muhammad, who's a man right. who speaks at a terrorist organization meeting. Right, you know? exactly. So we'll, yeah.
1: Right. So I'm the most yeah. famous Kingsboro graduate ever. It's not even close. And um, and I do admit I went there, I'm not embarrassed, got my associate's degree before I went up to get a yeah, four a year degree. Yeah. Right. And and they said no. And Jeff Lacks contends, and he may be right, that the reason they said no to me at Kingsboro is because my last name is Rosenberg and they're anti Semites. I'm not sure if that's true, but based upon what, uh, Joey, you've been uh, seeing and doing the last couple of years, maybe Jeff Blacks is right.
0: I mean, maybe he is because we've been fighting back against them. And the only thing that's really taking place is, where there's, you know, they're investigating Jewish professors rather than taking action against what we... what are they investigating Jewish professors about? I, I mean, I couldn't tell you, but, you know, maybe maybe you should ask Mark Lamar, you know, the guy who got fired from CNN from being too liberal, too liberal. yet he's able to be, you know, employed by CUNY. I don't know. This guy this is someone who was fired from CNN, you know, who, you know, between me and you, both know is not the biggest fan of Israel, running his mouth about Israel. Yet, you know, come to the CUNY system. We'll, we'll give you a job. We'll take care of you. No problem. It is what it is. That's New York nowadays. That's New York. Governor the Hochul, Governor Hochul's office, I let them know about the problem. They want nothing to do with it. Jerry Nadler, no, nothing to do with it. I mean, it's just—it's a complete lack of yeah. accountability and lack of doing anything these days. So the politicians yeah. on the left here in New York, and it really needs to stop because you know nothing is getting done here. I mean, you look at the migrant crisis; they're just pointing fingers at each other. Just give you an example. I mean, Adams is pointing fingers at Hawk, the Hawk is pointing fingers at Adam. I mean, no, no, nothing gets done here. It's really just—it's so sad. Yeah. I mean, like you know, i like dealing with children. I don't understand it. I really don't.
1: Well, you mentioned uh, Adams, Joey, and and here's where I stand up for Eric because I do think Eric cares. I do. I think he cares. Uh, he goes about it stupidly, going to Greece, going to Tel
0: Aviv. I mean, he's a lame duck, honestly, because he can say whatever he wants. But if Governor Hochul's not going to play ball, and I can tell you for a fact, I've spoken to people in Governor Hockel's office. Right. They they they're, they're just idiots. They're delusional. They don't care. No, you're right about that. You're right. Office, right. Right. But they don't care. People, right. None of the people care because there's no challenge. There's no. There's no threat to their current position they know that they're on the left they can run and just get by and whatever and then you know until that changes it really you know these people have no motivation to act and it's bad. It really is sad.
1: But are you, are you angry with the mayor or more frustrated? Because you just mentioned the truth, which is Hochul's not going to help him. Nadler's not going to help him. He cares, but he hasn't done much no, to I, solve I, it.
0: I think he cares. I've heard him speak many times in person. I think he does care. Yeah. And I think, you know, he really wants to make change, but he's hamstrung by the current system. Yeah,
1: I agree with that. So, well, well, you would, see, when I was a kid, I was a, a Brooklyn Democrat. All the Jews in Brooklyn were Democrats. Now I hate that party with a venom. I mean, I hate it. When somebody says I'm a Democrat, my own wife. Who I love dearly. She calls herself a Democrat. I want to jump out the building. Are you a guy that went from Democrat to Republican?
0: I'll be honest with you. I don't really have any party affiliation. Uh, I mean, just to give you an example, I spoke at the White House for Biden, and I was I've spoken out for the right. So, I mean, in my opinion, you know, gun to my head, I'd probably lean right. But at the same time, anyone is willing to help us out, and you know, unfortunately, in the le- in, in New York, we need the left to help us out because that's really who gets yeah, the jobs. Yeah, forget about
1: New York. Well, let me take oh. it to D.C. I mean, Joey, you know what Donald Trump did, moving the embassy to Jerusalem, recognizing the Golan Heights as part of Israel, stopping those overnight cash deposits to Hamas and the Palestinians, which is what Obama and Biden do. So why you would speak for Biden, why you would give, and and forget about that, what about AOC, what about Omar, what about Talib, this is a party that is infested with anti-Semites, and the White House, I got news for you, they don't like him in Israel. So you say yeah, you do not really have a point.
0: Right unfortunately, you're right about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really, just a, it's, it's a difficult climate nowadays because, I mean, you know, it really seems like we have no support, uh, you know, and we're trying to do what we can, trying to fight, trying to do, what, you know, trying to make change. But unfortunately, you're right. You know, we don't really have that much support, whether it's New York, you know, federal government, whatever you want to call it, we really are lacking for support and, uh, you know. I wish that would change. I wish we could, you know, affect the situation and, make, you know, improve it for all of us, myself, you, your kids, whoever it is. But sadly, until, you know, people are really, you know, head start to roll, I don't think anything's really going to happen.
1: Well, let me Dad, end, end the true. conversation here, Joey. And uh, Joey, again, Joey Borgen was attacked at one point, beaten pretty severely now. Thank God he's out there, goes to all these rallies and speaks on my people's behalf Tomorrow starts the most religious period for Jewish people, the New Year, Rosh Hashanah, uh, just a day and a half away now. And then, of course, you're going to Yom Kippur and Sukkot and all this. And um, I don't know about you, but I've got friends who walk to shul because they're religious, they don't drive. They walk to shul, and yeah. they are nervous, even in some of the finest neighborhoods, even Great Neck. They walk to shul that, that you know, a bunch of kids going to run up on them and kick their asses. Well, what do you want to see from the city, from the state, to ensure that Jewish people can start the new year tomorrow going to shul and getting home safely?
0: One of the things that I really set out to do initially that I've kind of, unfortunately, kind of really given up and put on the back burner was making making changes and improving the bail system as it relates to hate crimes. For example, someone in my case said they would do it again. This guy watching said he would do it again. He's running his mouth. You know, the next day let him out on bail for, for nothing, minimal bail. In situations like this, for example, my situation, other situations involving hate crimes, whether it's me, someone who's African-American, someone who's Asian, someone who's Islamic, anybody who's targeted for their background, the demographic, whatever you want to call it, um, those people should be, those, those people who attack those, you know, people who attack people for that reason should be held in a different, you know, a different class, in my opinion. They should be given no bail, no deals, nothing like that under the sun. But you know what? You go to Manhattan, D.A., Alvin Bragg, you go down to any of these people they're willing to give these people the benefit of the doubt every single freaking time, even though they're going to re-offend, re re-offend, re-offend. Until we, as New York or as a country, whatever you want to call it, really deal with crime in a manner that, you know, encourage, discourages people from re, you know, re-offending and everything like that, I don't think anything's going to change. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look around New York, people are literally mm-hmm. out of jail, you know, the same day doing the same crime over yep. and over again. So, yep. Yep. I mean, when that's, you know, the, the foundation for our system here in New York – would anyone? Uh, why would anyone change their behavior? You know, there's no, consequences. Whether it's the government, whether it's the governor, whether it's politicians, whether it's criminals, there's no, there's no accountability across the board here. It's a joke. Hard to argue you
1: know, anything you just said. Unfortunately, well, I do want to wish you and your family Hax a happy new year, a sweet year, and you know, just keep fighting. You and everybody out there for the Jewish people, keep fighting because we need those voices, and you're an important one, Joey Borgen. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks, Sid. You, too. Have a
1: great holiday. the best to your family. I appreciate it. Same thing to you, Lashana Tovah uh, to all you guys out there, all you guys that continue to fight on a daily basis. It's worth the fight, man. This Jewish people have been uh, through a lot for a long time.